You are now listening to an all new episode of The Last Men Potting. I am your host, Ahmad, here with my co host, Steve, and together we make The Last Men Potting. Steve, how the fuck you doing this week? I'm feeling good. I got my, uh, what's that movie where uh, Denzel was playing the therapist? Was that Antoine Fisher? I got got my little cop stash going, so I'm I'm feeling good this week. Oh, okay. I I love that movie. It's it's, it's okay, son. A lot of niggas' models and shit. So I need to whoop niggas' ass in the mess hall, son. You know, every movie Denzel directs seems to be about some nigga that has some daddy issues or some shit. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't know what Denzel's trying to tell us because like, other... <laughs> a- a- Antoine Fisher fences, and then yeah, that yeah. that journal for Jordan and and all of that. Like, did you uh, watch that? Hell no. So how do you notice? Know how do you notice know about though? I don't know. I I stay tapped in. I, okay, I, I, I'm aware. Journal for Jordan. Yeah, I'm I'm aware of what's going on in the culture. What what is it about though? Like, I... it's about a dead guy in the army. He's sending letters to his bitch or something. It's <laughs> it's, it's silly. Like, it's some shit that doesn't need to be watched. Like they they made it because the you know they got juice in Hollywood. I like how you explain it. That was sophisticatedly ignorant. It's like, it's like that's what the movie is. Like I don't know what to tell you. That's what it's about. You know they call it. They call that the elevator pitch. It's like you know you okay. gotta tell them you know what the movie's about before you get to your floor. So that is like you do think about it. It's like how does some of these shits even make it past the fucking the table? It's like because you imagine pitching that. It's like yeah, this movie. I got this movie. It's about some dead nigga sending letters to his bitch. It's like ah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> that's what you hit in the keep that shit in the comment section (laughs) i'm I'm good i don't i don't want to make that make that shit you like yeah that's a whole all right all right like all right i'll holler at you i'm not putting the money up for that one well you know Chappelle had that whole bit about how he would just make up ideas because you always got to say you got an idea in hollywood because but nobody has ideas we talked about that a couple weeks ago yeah, I got some uh, ideas. Hollywood need to get at me. I got ideas. I actually finally found a show that I thought was pretty good. Is uh, you ever heard of C on no. uh, on Apple? No. Like it takes place in the future, and it's like this came out before um, the the virus that shall be not be named. But in the show, um, they had a virus, and everybody in the world became blind after the virus. And this is like a couple hundred years in the future, and it's like people just. Keep, like are still doing the same shit still robbing stealing killing and all of that like i feel like that's what the show's trying to tell you it's like no matter what the scenario is people don't really change but at least it was an original idea it's it's, it's pretty interesting i'm a couple episodes in so i'm a i'm gonna try to ride that one out to the end yeah people are never gonna stop being savages niggas never gonna stop killing each other and bitches are never gonna stop selling pussy so that's just the way of the world That's just such a sad way to sum up life. Like yeah. niggas not gonna stop killing each other, and bitches not gonna stop selling pussy. It's just gonna sell that pussy now. I was thinking about that shit the other day. Like, when's the last time you met a chick with some otter? Like, it's like, like women don't have any otter anymore. Like, you listen to that Beyonce shit. That, that bitch said, "I see the gray sets sweats. I see a blank check." I'm like, damn, this bitch is a hoe. Goddamn. <laughs> Like when I was a kid, yeah. Like well, I mean, Beyonce's been a not so undercover hoe, like in her music for a while. It just insane because, like, when I was a kid, like that shit was like frowned upon, right? It's like you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. It's like, well, well my man Snoop say bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. Now it's like that shit is glorified. Like a bitch. Yeah, had, what like, the bitch tell you? Like, I'm a wife, but I need to be a yeah. hoe wife. Like, 
a bitch be having like 35, 60 bodies. You be like, <laughs> and it's like that's like the queen now. It's like like to rack up a <laughs> to rack up a bunch of dicks. Like I don't understand it. Am I that out of touch? Like, is that am I losing it? $40 today. <laughs> and if you nasty, I throw in 60. If you nasty. This whole $60. Dollars. I know y'all wanna uh, get a hotel. But no y'all wanna get go to go to um, American Daddy. Well popping. Yeah. I might even throw in another twenty. You hear me? For some food. You hear me? Well popping. Ladies. Ladies. You know we laugh though, but uh, cause like that's not really a lot of money. That's probably gonna be a lot of money in a few months though, cause I went to Acme the other day. There was like no food on the shelf, so like yeah, in a few months, that's a lot of money now, nigga. Like yeah. fucking gas. Like I was in California yeah. last week. Gas was like seven dollars a gallon. Yeah, like, that it's insane. Like, if you're offering somebody forty dollars, like oh shit, that's two trips to and from the office. Pip about to be back. It's gonna be some. It's some young iceberg slipping at the crib. Like yo, I'm about to sell. I'm about to start making these bitches charge to sell that pussy. Yeah, I mean, no. Nowadays, you don't got to do all that. Like Sauce Walker taught you how to do it. Yeah, like, you just, is that what it is? Just, you put a couple white bitches on Instagram with fake asses, and, and, and you could buy a Rolls Royce. But why like, would they that, give that's you the how money? That works. So why, like, if you a bitch with some pussy, why would you just cut out the middle bit? Yeah, obviously, like they don't have the the know how. Like the the, <laughs> the pimp has the vision. Like that's what pimping is about. I got you. Yeah, it's, it's vision. I mean, you you the one that read the fucking pimping Bible. Why am I telling yeah. you this? Like, we did. We yeah, we did establish that last week. Yeah, yeah. You, you're supposed to be the uh, the foremost authority on pimping on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, don't, it's like Steve. Don't you get it? <laughs> They need a nigga to tell them to sell pussy. Don't you get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like iceberg someone tell me right now. I was like, nigga, I put the bitches on the strip. Don't you get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if a bitch got to put herself on the strip, like, you know, what, what would Pip be for? Like, I, yeah. obviously, they need some guidance. Yeah. The, a supreme supervisor. Yeah. Is that, yeah. That's, that's all a pimp is. It's a, <laughs> a street supervisor. So um, let's, let's let's get into the topics for this week. We got a lot of talk, a lot of shit to talk about. Um, you know, this is just becoming a recurring segment uh, to the point where I had I had to make a drop for it. We might just get here with Dorico. Everyone home for the summer, so let's not do nothing illegal. Rappers getting hit with the Rico. It, it, it's it's uh, these cases are starting to rack up at an alarming rate. Um, the latest victim uh, being Sue Surf out of new jersey um he got he surrendered to police this week so he was indicted on friday along with uh 10 people on racketeering charges because they are allegedly members of the new jersey based crips the silverback gorillas or sbg for short and um you know if you're familiar with sue surf's music uh well mainly he's a battle rapper but he he's put out some music he's got mixtapes out there um notably one with Mozzie um you know he, he he's cripping pretty hard in his music so um it probably won't be hard for the DA to uh use that against him but i have been seeing some stuff recently where some jurisdictions are saying they're not going to allow um lyrics to be used in court and all of that because it it would be unfair I, I would think under the First Amendment, um, you know, you you can fact check me out there on your own people. But um, with this being 
Now we're going um, Casanova, Fetty Wap, Young Thug, Gunner, and now Sue Surf. This is the fifth rapper since the summer to get indicted. Well, no, well, Casanova got sentenced over summer. He got indicted last year, but you get my point. Like th- this is happening at an alarming rate. Like these guys, if if they even smell that you might be affiliated with some shit now. You're gonna get hit with an indictment, and and uh, once they get a hold of you, they're not letting you go because Gunner's in there. He got denied bail again this week. He's st- right. like still can't can't even get bail while he's awaiting trial. Yeah, this reminds me of a rap lyric like the game had. Nigga get a job. Hip hop is not hiring. Come on down to the box line. Like ain't no need to do all that. Like you did, you fucking you set up. No, no, no. The, the answer for everything is not the fucking box line because like this has nothing to do with the box line. Yeah. Like, cause the all of these men are presu- are innocent until they admit that they're guilty. Because, yeah. <laughs> at, like, that's the other thing too. These niggas keep copping out to these cases. So, yeah. Um, it, it it's more so I think, like in Gunner's situation, like even Kim Kardashian, she's been on her whole you know get people out of jail thing for a couple years. Even she was saying this week, you know, she's been working on his case that they don't really have much evidence against him that would that should keep him in jail like pending trial and Sue Surf kind of knew that this this was coming because he had been tweeting about it for a couple of I don't know if it was a couple of days or a couple of weeks but he was like saying like tweeting cryptic shit like yeah I might not ever get to perform again and um you know God has a way of humbling you and th- th- there's been some people talking about informants and whatnot on the internet i don't get into the street shit so i i don't know who uh you know the truth of what but it's not i don't think this this came as a surprise because he barricaded himself in the crib and all of that um before he decided to surrender so um whether or not he's actually involved in something criminal i I don't know maybe he just knew the accusations were coming What, what, what do you think well, and you know, it was interesting because I saw Young Thug in a breakfast club talking about like a lot of the bad energy catching up to you. So it might be some of that or it might just be like these dudes just like we talked about it off record. It's like, you know, when you a certain age, it might be time to get off of that gang mentality. Like a lot of that shit's for the children. And you can't be a 40 year old dude, you know, still doing that. Like it just it looks insane. It sounds insane. You know, so I, I think it just does get to a point where, you know, what Avon say, like businessmen. Sometimes you just got to be like businessmen. Like sometimes you need a string of ball around you. Be like, look, man, we get too much money in the rap shit. Like leave the other shit alone. Like but I think it's hard, too, because you've seen it with Deshaun Jackson, where like he's in the NFL and it's like, yo, I got certain family members that I can't even associate with just because, you know, they're associated with other people. So, you know, it, it's tough, man. When you're from a certain neighborhood, you got those connects, you know, it. Sometimes your name might get get dragged into certain things, and it might not even be your fault. Yeah, and I I don't know if that's the case with some of these guys, but at the same time, um, I'm I'm just starting to think more like the more of these indictments and the more uh, admissions of guilt that you're seeing be, come from these guys, I'm starting to think that rap is a lot less fake than I used to think it was yeah. <laughs> because. Um, you know, when guys like Method Man say, I remember um, getting 2500 a show and all I need had dropped and I'm doing shows every fucking day. 
seven days a week. I had to tell the manager, raise the price. And now we're in the era now where these kids, they got more money than, I mean, son, I'll be looking at the, you know, I, I couldn't imagine, but, you know, I got, I even got a car. My kids got a car, wife got a car. I even got a car. I still ain't taking private jets. I think I earned that by now and shit. Where are they getting this money? I, I want to know. <laughs> like, they got a deal or some shit? It can't, it can't be, no, they, it's no fucking way. That they fly in private, all this, like that money long, long as fuck. Because we talking at least minimum is thirty grand. That right. that's round trip. Money. You know what Method Man sound like? He sound like the Mad Rapper. Yo. <laughs> yo, I'm on my fourth album, yo. This is my fourth album. I'm still living with my mom's, yo. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that, that ready to die shit, you know? That, that got more child play shit than that. Yeah, because Method Man still be out here rapping his heart out every he time do. somebody calls him for a feature. Like, Yo. he be trying his damnedest with the fucking punchlines. That goes to shit, because Method Man is a good rapper. Like, he got Yo, a he, Well, he that. grew into a good rapper. He did, he yeah. was the little well, suspect in Takao. Like, well, that's the thing, that's though, because, no like, like, I did listen to The What, and I'm like, yeah, he might have gotten Biggie on that one. He's pretty uh... good on The What. Uh, yeah, you know that, that's probably another conversation. For Welcome time. to my center, honey's feel it deep in their placenta. I, yeah, I, I don't cold know. Cold is the like, pole in the winter. Yeah, like big, big no, is different. Big. No, Matt, Matt, he had my, my favorite line. He said, "Um, and niggas love it, not in the physical form, but in the mental. I spark and they cells get warm." Yeah, that's a three. Oh, that's come on now. That's a three. Like, no, it's not. I, 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 I gotta you, remember yeah. how he finished that. Like, yeah, you don't uh, get it. You just don't get it. I, I do get it. Like no. he's talking about his brain power. I get it. <laughs> like what is there not to get? He said exactly what he was saying. Like yeah. there's no metaphors or nothing it there. Is. Like it is. It's what like... what Ribby Box say? The the lowest is what? Like <laughs> method man like that. <laughs> but no, I'm just playing shot the meth. But yeah. but back to back to the topic. What he's saying there, like he did like he understands the music business as an insider. Like, he doesn't understand how they're getting so much money. And Fat Joe had said, um, you know, if he could go back in his career, one thing that he wouldn't have spent money on was private jets and all of that because he would have had a couple of million dollars. So, you know, these rappers, these young rappers are living a lifestyle that's like so extravagant. It's like, where could the money be coming from? And now you're finding that some of them, might have these illegal streams like you know Casanova was getting a lot of weight off the boat like so I I don't I don't want to I don't want to accuse anybody of anything or, or or put some say someone is guilty before they have their day in court but this is starting to be an explanation of why some of these guys lifestyle is so extravagant I mean Gibbs was all over his album talking about you know front and packs in the hood and all of that type of shit, and it who know who knows what's going on, who who knows what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think you know, like I said, once you get to a certain point, it might just be time to leave that shit alone. But it might be like how the nigga said and paid in full. Like, what's that the the big famous speech? It's like, yo, if I leave the game, will they miss me? I, it might be some of these niggas like having that type of rich porter, you know, Makai Fife type of conversation. It's like, dude. Just put your jersey to Raptors and be a square. I well, shit, I don't, I don't even know what to think about it because I've, <laughs> I don't even live that life. I, I don't no. even want to live that life. I just I don't to want me. to either. 
I couldn't imagine. I guess like if you're just getting money and you don't think that there's a risk to it, yeah. and I guess there is no risk until somebody starts telling on you. I don't even see how you could do like there's literally a camera everywhere. So if you're doing something, it's just they're not ready to to fucking do anything with you yet. Like well, that was like that whole Pushisky situation. Yeah. The whole thing is on fucking camera. And and they pulled up in some exotic foreign cars. It's like it's not hard <clears throat> to say that's you know pushisty or whatever. Yeah. And and uh I, I think that's the problem. It's like you know, nobody's careful anymore. And everything's recorded, like you said, it's either on camera or people are just very uh, frivolous with the shit that they type into their phones and all of that. But at the same time, I think there's this uh, lack of accountability where uh, Sue Surf was on Vlad at one point and he said this to Vlad. I'm a civilian. You're a civilian? Yeah, you shoot or rob me, I'm telling Niggas might not treat you like that, Vlad. I'm not going to lie. You got a couple niggas indicted. Like, it's a such thing as bait. It's a, you're, you're a baiter. You feel me? Like, you're a baiter. So, you're not, of course, you wouldn't take the, you wouldn't take the bait for, you wouldn't say, I got anybody indicted, but you fish. You feel me? You fish. And some of, you know what I mean? Some of, some of my peers and some of, you know what I mean? Some of the people that sat in their seat aren't, I wouldn't say smart enough, but you feel me? Aren't fast enough. You know what I mean? Aren't witty enough. Or But that just sounds like a lack of accountability. I, I don't know nothing about criminal shit, but I do know you got to be on the low with it. You can't fucking flaunt and 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 be flashy because when BMF did that, everybody got indicted and went to jail. When Frank Lucas did that, everybody got indicted and went to jail. So you can't be on your records talking about you're the biggest gangster and saying I'm this, I'm that and the third, tweeting about it, texting about it, renting cars with your credit card to get used to slide on the ops and all this dumb shit. And then talk about, you know, the interviewer is the feds. It's like, no, bro, you're the feds. Like you told, you told on yourself, like all of these niggas, like they be telling on themselves at, at, at a certain point. So I do think that there has to be a little bit more accountability with this shit where, you know, you're going to get targeted for being a young, rich black guy. So, you know, maybe, if your hands aren't going to be 100% clean for whatever reason, I can't speak on that. I'm not a street guy. Just be a little smarter with this shit, at least. I think that's the only lesson that we can take away from this shit is just be just be smarter with the shit. If you're going to do dirt, be smarter about the shit because they're going to try to catch you. They're they're working. You, you have to flash when you're a rapper. Like, you can't... Like, what rapper doesn't flash? Like, that's that goes against the whole rap lifestyle persona like you can't come out and drive a prius as a rapper like what the hell does that look like they could be like oh i mean you gotta try to change like every now and then you get a little rapper like a corday or somebody that tries to change the game yeah but that's not his persona though he like 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 he not really like if you a street nigga you gotta be like that like uh corday more like on the j cole side of the game so like he really don't gotta do too much you know what I mean? So it's like I'm trying to think you, of a street rapper that's not flashy. That's what I'm saying. Every street rapper that talk about killing niggas and fucking other niggas' hoes, they have to like wear the chain. They gotta wear the, the, the Gucci belt and all that. That's just but see, like you kind of have like you can't be the man and fuck other niggas' hoes if you don't have that stuff. Like that's exactly a part that's of what I'm it. saying. That's a part of the position. That's what I'm saying. Like so, what you saying? Don't really make sense with in regards to the lifestyle that they try to portray. Like it goes all in, it's a package. 
So like they gotta do all of that and present that, or it's not gonna look right. Other than that, you could just completely square up and be a Corday or a J Cole, but your pin game gotta be like that. Yeah, I guess there is no way around. Cause like even like I think last week was the BT Awards or some shit. Cause my mom sent me this video of Joey Badass because he was rapping about rappers putting down the guns and shit, and she thought it was positive. But I just thought it was funny because like even Joey Badass had like the diamond chain on and everything was up there like with the gold rings and stuff because it's like you can get up there and and talk all that positivity, but you still got to shine a little bit if you want niggas to listen. But that's the thing about Joey Badass. He's a whole conundrum because that nigga was on power or whatever, played a drug dealer. So it's like, who is this nigga? Yo, that... Just another fucking chaos agent. That's what Just I'm saying. Just another chaos. Like, you full of shit. Because Just I'm looking another... at... Damn, I'm... Joey Badass. I see. I, I believed you for a second, too. I was looking at the Book of Canaan. I'm like, who the fuck is that little nigga over there? Because I don't watch the shit. I was hanging around with the homies a couple years ago. This is probably to be during the pandemic. Who the fuck is that little nigga? You look familiar. This, oh, that's Joey Badass. I'm like, that's the little nigga that be talking all the... The positivity shit in the rap, like, fuck is he this on? This nigga like, definitely does play a drug dealer on TV. That's what I'm saying. And they gonna get on there talk about, we gotta stop glorifying violence in our music. You know what the no, problem is, No, bro. That's the shit that pays, right? Like, what, what the game say, like, nigga, rap is like New York, ain't nowhere to park. So, like, you gotta... <laughs> <laughs> that, see, that's a five. That's a five. <laughs> that, that's simple, but it says a lot. That's a five. <laughs> so like that nigga had to go park in the acting league and that's probably like you know you a nigga you can only play like a couple things we talk about this all the time you could be cop you could be like yeah you could be cop you could be yeah. nigga you yeah can... you could be you could be the um the ancient nigga that sleep on the couch and fuck all the bitches you could be drug dealer like they don't really let you play like like no science guy or nothing like that like yeah because he was on our <laughs> robot and he played a he played a a felon on there too yeah yeah, 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 come on, Joey Badass. You gotta stop it. Like, j- j- just get your check, man. Just get your check. Just get your check and be quiet. Stop, what? like, sitting over there judging people. He, he probably on, like, the Tupac tree. Like, that's kind of like how he was on, like, up until the Machiavelli album where he was just, like, all the ops were just dying. But, like, well, yeah, I about... think t- Tupac started <laughs> believing his own myth at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that that's no good. You can't Tupac yourself. That's like when Robert Downey Jr. said, "Never go full retard." I, like, <laughs> I think Tupac went full retard. That's insane. Like, <laughs> oh y'all niggas died. I fall back. Like, oh y'all niggas go. Just screaming in the studio. Could you imagine just being the engineer? Like, like yo. I gotta get away. I gotta get the fuck out of here, yo. Like this motherfucker talking about niggas about to die. Like, <laughs> yo, I don't want to die. Let that nigga do his own thing. Oh shit! Keep that shit in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all, all you all you street niggas, you know, um, I, I hope it works out for you in court. And, uh, you know, keep all the gangster shit in the comment section. Like, like don't make it easy for these people because they, they're taking millions of tax dollars to lock your ass up. And they want a return on that investment. So don't don't give them an end. Man, I, it's, it's unfortunate because I really just started getting into Young Thug's music. I really like his shit a lot. So, uh, you know, hopefully he does get freed. I, you know, I, I like his shit now. 
to start fucking with you. Can they build a studio for him in jail though? Like I, I want to hear some more thug music. Yeah, I, I don't know if you want to hear jail thug. Like, can we get? I, I, I feel like you need yeah. drugs and bitches to make that type of music. You know, it's funny though, because uh, that nigga had a lot of one of the songs. He said, "I just spent a week in jail and caught me three new bitches." It's like, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> you spent a week in jail and got three bitches? Does that? You know, I don't even want to get into analog. He's fucking that. the CEOs. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, don't don't do that. Like they tried to do that to uh to Turk a couple weeks ago when Did he they... was on he's on drink champs. He's like, obviously I was fucking CEOs, nigga. Like uh, shout to Thug though. Hopefully, hopefully you get to make some more music. I like I like your shit now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, them niggas record so much. I'm sure he has a bunch of unreleased shit. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I keep seeing him pop up. Like he was on the uh Uncle Fujo, he's on a little baby album that we're gonna talk about later. So I'm sure he got a ton of unreleased shit. So moving on, um, we wanted to talk about LaRussell. Now, I never heard of LaRussell until this week, but he's a Bay Area artist that uh, I listened to a little bit of his music. It, it was kind of dope. But the thing that we wanted to talk about was how he's changing the independent game in rap, where he's offering ownership in his music to his fans. I allow my supporters to invest in royalties of my music so they get to get a share of my property income. At a point, they pay you more. You can make more money off making the album than buying a house. Yeah. <laughs> you can rent out a house and you get a certain amount of rent, but it's like, that's one staple rent. My houses pay me a different amount of rent each time. As the property value increase, I get paid more rent. <laughs> you feel me? Exactly. So, no um, property taxes? None of that. No upkeep, no maintenance, no rent, no none of that. It's there. Taking ownership of your music in the rap game, like, you know, that's been something that, you know, Nipsey was a big proponent of, and you've seen a lot of guys um, after him doing the independent thing. I mean, well, a lot of the the down south rappers first, they were the first ones to be real big on the independent thing, like, you know, starting with Jay Prince and Master P and all of those guys. But... You know, after that, like the most prominent recent examples, you get into guys like Nipsey and uh, Currency and, you know, some other underground rappers that have been able to, you know, make a lot of money and make waves in the game like that. And now it's it's changing with this new era, guys like you have Russ, who is a highly streamed artist that's independent, probably streaming more than uh a lot of the more popular artists, but he's making more money than them because he's independent. And this guy, La Russell, he's taking it to a different level of telling the fans, it's like, all right, you buy stock and buy album and then go stream the shit. The more popular it gets, the value of your ownership in my music goes up and we both can eat together. So if if he gets to a certain level of popularity, because I see right now he's at, you know, in the hundreds of thousands of listeners on certain streaming platforms. If he starts becoming a platinum level streaming artist and people are making the fans are making money off of his music, that's really going to change the game. Because, like, you know, what would you need a label for at that point? Mm. You know, because you still you're still seeing artists are still signing with labels like even Gibbs most recently on his last album, it's being put out through Warner brothers to um, distribute it, even though he it's still out on his ESGN label. So there is still something that these labels are providing that 
you're seeing Grammy name Grammy nominated artists still going to them. But at the end of the day, if we're making music to make money and to just put the art out, I think I might go. If I was an artist, I'd probably go the little Russell route if if that's more profitable because it's like fuck, you don't have to deal with all the red tape and and all of that. And like you said, it's a, it's a long term investment. The more popping I get, the more money I, I can make, and the more money my fans can make. And my fans are invested in making me and getting me more popping because they they're gonna get money too. So it's like that's a win win all the way around. Like the fan and the artist eat. Yeah, and it's, it's genius to take, uh, you know, those economic principles and apply it to like what you're doing. You know, it, it kind of reminds of like like what we were talking about, like, you know, pimping last week where it's like, OK, this already exists. So how do I take advantage of it for, you know, my benefit? You know, like you said, that's definitely going to, you know, really change the game. The only thing that I hope that, you know, the labels don't try to come in and try to distort it and all of that and try to you know, take advantage of it for themselves, especially because, you know, people always want that that quick. Uh, quick gratification. I'm sure, Mr. Well, Russell's of part. course, the the labels are are always yeah. going to do that. Like the the labels, like when the when the labels saw independent artists making money on merch and yeah. shit like that, they invented the 360. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're like the labels are always going to find a way to eat. So you know, if anything, if if they come to La Russell, I'm sure <clears> he <throat> probably has the intellectual property rights or whatever you whatever rights you're supposed to have on this on this idea, and he could probably sell that to the labels and make even more money. Yeah, billionaire. So so, so shout out to him because I, I don't know of anybody else that's doing this. Yeah, and and that's the thing too, like because people don't understand, man. Like I'm sure this young man's been grinding for years and years and years. So like that's what it takes to build up something like that is to bet on yourself and you know, to understand the business aspect and to be able to pimp it for yourself. So, you know, everybody wants that quick gratification. I think that's what it's about with the label game. It's like, all right, fuck it, let me get the advance real quick. So, but you see what happens when you bet on yourself and you just keep grinding. Yeah, because when you don't bet on yourself and you take that quick money, you might end up uh, saying something like this. I want to tell you, I apologize, and I'm sorry for what I'm about to say, but as far as this music stuff, I won't be doing this music stuff anymore. I started this because this was my dream, and, you know, I wanted to make sure I could get me and my kids out the hood. It's, it's always been my passion to rap. A while ago, I had signed a contract, and I didn't know nothing about the business or the, or, or, the, or this game out here. And just right now, I'm realizing that I signed my soul. I, I sold my soul to the devil. I signed myself to the devil. I don't even own myself no more. I don't, I sold my soul to the motherfucking devil and I done pray. I pray and I pray and I pray. You know, and it's just like, I don't know if God can get me out of this, you know? And, and that, that was Sukiana back when she used to make music. Now she's, you know, known as the whole wife. Q-Tip told you, whatever, what is it? Rule number 480, these record labels are shady, something like that. It's like these labels, they, they take the ownership of your music. They might take the ownership of your actual name. Like, like I think that's what she's speaking to there. It's like, damn, like, I don't even own my name anymore. Like, I can't go do something else with my name because y'all own it. Shit like that, where it's like, yeah, you really did sell a major part of yourself away when you, when you sign to these labels, like your, your creativity and, and all of that. So it's better to just you know, do what LaRussell's doing, just get creative and bet on yourself. And we've just seen it work so many times for artists. Now there's a lot of artists where it doesn't work, 
you know, you you could try that independent shit, but if you whack, like you're whack. Like, but if like if if you can make some shit that people can tap into, I think independence always gonna be the best way to to do anything, really, because in, in the end, it's gonna be the most rewarding, whether it's music or just business in general. I can't imagine what that conversation with God is like when you try to ask him to get him out, of, get you out of a co- uh, contract with the devil. Like that, that's what God hit you with. That I never knew you. That's, <laughs> that's how you know God is a black man. He just be leaving niggas on reds. Like I don't know you. That's wild. <laughs> God, God, on red. Just, just God. left it on red. <laughs> I never knew you. Like, it, it, it's, it's, it's like that desperation, though, is the thing yeah. that I get from that clip where she's saying, you know, I was just trying to get me and my kids out the hood, so I just signed it, and and that's what they do to you know young artists, especially ones that are coming from um, poverty. They, you know, they put a car in front of you, put a fucking chain in front of you, put a check with like a half a million dollars, which is really peanuts compared to what they're going to make. And and people take it. And like we, we, we've we heard these stories where it's even less money than that. YG, YG spoke about this at one point and he was saying how his first deal was only for twenty twenty five thousand dollars. I got signed for twenty five thousand dollars. Twelve five when I signed. Twelve five six months later, bro. I used to rob houses and rob and get that money. Like one single with five options on on, on five albums. You feel me? So I signed a single deal with five uh, album options. So every time you get hot. They just, they have, just, so they had you for five hours. They pick up, they gonna pick up the option. Every Boy, time. see, this is why I soaked up. But during this time, mustard, you feel me? Start going crazy. We created a sound. Yeah, you two together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we yeah. created a sound. Make a whole project, and we'll go walking in the dev gym, and we'll be like, "Look, bro, this is my uh, album." They'll take it. They'll be like, "All right, we finna play it for the label." And they'll come back to me like, "Yeah, everybody thinks this is regional." Yeah, and you know that th- that goes back to I think it was on the first episode. We talked about Bobby Womack was saying this exact same shit in the 60s that they were telling him that he wasn't commercial. And it's like he's one of the most talented singers of all time, any genre. And these bozos in these fucking offices talk about you're not commercial like they they don't fucking know. So the only thing that they have over you is money and access. And if you just have to decide as an artist or just as a person in general, like if you're going to, you know, last week we talked about corporate corporations. If you're going to go work for a corporation or if you're going to sign some sort of deal where you give away your value, whatever it is that you produce, whether it's music or, you know, you know, you're a doctor. It doesn't matter if you sign something where you you're giving away your skill set to somebody else and it's up to their discretion they're always going to get the good end of the deal. Like they're only giving you a deal because it's profitable to them. So when you understand that, you probably do the LaRussell thing more times out of 10 than not because it's more rewarding in, in the end. 25,000. I made more than that in a fucking box line. Nigga. I don't know what the fuck that <laughs> is. <laughs> this nigga tripping. Yeah. So and th- th- that goes back to Method Man. It's like, where are these niggas getting this money? It's like cocaine. <laughs> like yeah. they're selling cocaine, nigga. <laughs> nigga, get a job. Hip hop is not hiring. That I'm still stuck on that bar. He said this shit like New York is nowhere to park. <laughs> they know where to park. 
<laughs> Shout out to the gay. Yeah, that's crazy. So in keeping with this idea of being signed versus uh, being on a major label, Lil Baby, who is arguably the most popular rapper in the game, just dropped a new album this week. And from what I have seen, there hasn't been much of a rollout. I think Steve was saying he didn't see much of a rollout either, right? No, and that's what, like, it seemed like all the albums that dropped this year was kind of like that. Like, I didn't even know the Megan Thee Stallion album dropped. Like, I, like that one song with uh, your boy Sauce Walker just kind of came on the YouTube radio joint. Um, so, like, it seems to be like that's the trend in hip-hop now. You just kind of drop it and see what happens. Yeah, and... Um... You know, we we started having this conversation of is it even necessary to have a rollout anymore when you are a little baby? Like, what is a rollout gonna do for a little baby? Like, if he if little baby told us in the beginning of September, hey everybody, my album's coming in the middle of October, and she dropped a single with a video, and like, there's no 106 in Park to go to anymore. Like, Bruh. there's no like, I guess you can go do the breakfast club, but like, you know, we, we live in such a microwave culture now. I don't think if you told people that your album was coming in six weeks, you can keep that that anticipation. It seems like the only things that can keep people's anticipation for that type of um, cycle is like, you know, a Marvel movie or something. Like if you say the new Marvel movies coming in 12 weeks, people anticipate it or the new Star Wars or something like that. But there's so much music coming out all of the time. And like you said, when you open up your phone now, these apps are just telling you what to listen to every day. So if your little baby and your label can is plugged with the um streaming services you probably don't need to promote the shit you could just say look look like put his shit at the top of everybody's thing because it's friday and tell him that look put little baby's face everywhere and i think i i think that's what i i think that's what the rollout is nowadays it's just Make sure I'm at the top of rap caviar. Make sure I'm at the top of new releases so people see my face when they open up their phone. You know, it's interesting because I think, uh, didn't it start with uh, Beyonce, one of those albums? I think it was her self-titled album where she just kind of dropped it. Yeah, she she was she was probably the first one. Yeah, yeah. definitely the, fir- the, the first one to really just do a surprise album where nobody knew it was coming. And I think she's like at that level in the game where... You know, she was popular enough that to make to make it a secret is hard because there's so there's hundreds of people involved in the production of a Beyonce album. Like, you know, yeah. they got to get approvals from so many different people and all that shit because it's a multi-million dollar business. So the fact that they were able to keep that shit on the low and she popped out here showed that it's like, all right, well, yeah, if you're of that level of artist, you don't have to promote. But now it's looking like she was probably just more ahead of the curve on, man, my face is just going to be at the top of these streaming apps anyway. Because you remember Jay-Z was putting out the album on the phone. Uh, like, you yeah. know, they, they were the Magna first Carta. to test that shit out with Magna Carta just, just putting it on your phone. Back when, uh, you know, everybody was mad when uh, U2's new album came installed on your iPhone <laughs> that one time. So, uh, you know, they, they've been gearing us up for this for 10 years, really, when you think about it. So now this is just, it's just normal place now. And, well, and find- there's a couple of dinosaurs still promoting their shit like right. Gibbs, but I was going to say for, that too. For the most part, it's, it's just, yeah, my shit's out. It's Friday. Go listen to it if you fuck with it. 
I was gonna say that too because I do find it interesting because you know Drake is probably the biggest artist in the world. He still kind of does like the traditional drop a single, you know, let the single rock for a few weeks or a few months, and then like as we even saw that with like uh, I think Certified Lover Boy, Way Too Sexy came out, and then like the album came out, right? No, no, Way Too Sexy came out after the album was. It was out. after the album, but I thought he, he had a single. He he. He had a couple of like little shits leading up to it, and like yeah. Drake's thing with with promo now is like he'll do some he'll he'll like cut a heart into his hair, and then start <laughs> saying like "Yo, I'm in the studio cooking," right? And like he'll tell you he's cooking for eight months, like, you know like, what it was. like that. That's what the rollout is now, and I know there's probably a team of internet nerds that are saying like "Yo, Drake, if you if you put a heart in your hair right here." Like motherfuckers will tweet about it, and he's like, "All right, I'll do that." If if that's how we promote the album, that's how we promote the album. Like, I think that's what a rollout is nowadays. It's right. it's not even the the shit that it used to be. It's more so, you know, you know, being a goofball on the internet, getting the TikTok going. I think like the the label controlled, like formulated rollout is gone, right. but the modern rollout is. It's usually antics followed by the project, like like Kanye right now. He's going through a quote unquote psychotic break. Guaranteed, album's coming, album's coming, shoe is coming, fucking movies coming, something's coming. Because for the past ten years, that's been the blueprint. I do something crazy or that appears to be crazy, then I sell you some shit and I go around the Monopoly board and collect another hundred million while everybody calls me crazy. Um, we do have this debate once a year, though, because I don't... If Kai is this good of a fucking actor, he needs to be in motion picture movies. Like, well, I never forget he, that He's nigga. a billionaire, Steve. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he's, he's a bit... He's, the proof is in the pudding. He's a fucking... You, like, you think he's out here playing? You, you, think, he's, he, you think he doesn't know what he's doing? I, you it's you, not even you don't fall I, ass backwards into a billion dollars. I, it's not even that, though. I just do think the nigga's a little psychotic. Yeah, yeah, is. okay. Yeah, that, that, that's is. why he's a billionaire. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. This stuff, like, like, come on, bro. Yeah, like, yo, you don't think like he's a little bit cra- like something. Like he can't yeah, be this yeah, fucking good. Yeah, yeah, he's nuts. He's 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 he's, nuts. he's, he's, he's a looty tune. This thing is not. He has no idea what's going on. I didn't say he has no idea, <laughs> but it's like there's like, like you remember him like he was running for president. He was crying about like. Something about he made Kim Kardashian get an abortion or something. Like, it, like look at he, how much money he's made in between now and then, Steve. He, yes, the nigga knows what he's doing. Can he tap into that, like that level of that's damn near psychotic though? Like this nigga needs an Oscar. <laughs> like, like you sitting here, you sit like, like the man, the man was, he was a musical genius, and once his musical genius ran out. He was like, I am still a personality. Yeah. And it's like, it's like we just said about Beyonce. Like somehow they knew with her and Jay-Z and all that where this shit was going with the streaming. And they were about 10 years ahead of the curve with, yeah. with that shit. Cause Magna Carta and all that was that 2012, 2013. It's 2022 now. They were doing this shit 10 years ago. Kanye's been doing the same shit for 10 years. And he always gets an interview talking about. I'm a futurist and all of this shit. Like, no, like, no, like he just knows chaos is the culture. 
Yeah. But like, I'm going to be a chaos agent and I'm going to sell you shit and I'm going to keep getting rich. Like, and until, until, you know, I don't know what he would have to do for me to believe that he's actually nuts. I I don't think I would believe it at this point. Like, it's like, you know, everything's fake on TV now. Any day, yeah. like, I don't know. I don't think you could convince me. I'm too cynical. And the, and the niggas get too much money. You know what this like, reminds me of? Like, if you ever watch Don't Be a Menace, it's like, there's a nigga, I think it's at the beginning of the movie where, like, he's, like, panhandling. He's, like, pretending to be homeless. And then, like, like the nigga, like, he throws his little sign down, throws off the tattered clothes. He, he has, like, a suit and then gets into a Benz. It's like, is that what Kanye does? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, people think he in the crib bouncing off the walls and shit. Like, come on, bro. Come on. Like, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm crazy. But on Wednesday, I got to sign a hundred million dollar deal with Adidas. But I'm out of I'm out of my mind. Like, come on. I don't believe that shit. <laughs> Shout out to Kyle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tr- Trump doesn't know what's going on. Like, so, come on. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, like oh, yeah, but like Biden is falling off of a bike. Like, come on. Like, this thing on like TV none of this about. shit is real. Like, this is all entertainment to give people yeah. shit to fucking twiddle their fingers about. Like, you, you, like you know the, that, Steve. You know better than that. Come on. I, I like the shit he's talking about now. He's talking about the Zionists and how the black men are real Jews and shit like that. So, Shout out to Kaya. He yeah, because he had to find a new way to get canceled. He's like, all right. He's like, all right. Like they, they didn't fall for the for my latest shit. They they didn't believe gospel, Kanye. So let me be <laughs> let, let, let me be Hebrew Israelite, Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> is he is he gonna do like a Stanley Kubrick or whatever? Is like try to drop like drop dime on some of the rituals that go on in Hollywood with that eyes wide shut shit? Like, is that was next for Kanye? Probably, I don't like whatever's next for Kanye is for is whatever's profitable. Yeah, I like it. Like, like th- that's what's next for Kanye. Like, that's what I see Kanye doing next. Whatever's profitable, because yeah. like the nigga's been making, he been getting money for twenty years, and, and it ain't slowed up. Keep telling you about how big his pool is and shit. Like y- yeah. y'all think he's crazy? Like I, that nigga know, ain't do- crazy. You know what he doing? I do like how easy it is to like uh rile up like woke niggas. It's like all you, that's all you have to do is walk out with the white lives matter. That's what I'm saying. About to cry. He like, all right, let me think. What, what's the easy way to do them that's not gonna cost me too much money? Oh, yeah. white lives matter t-shirt. Duh. It's genius. I let me it. call Candace Owens. Yeah. Like, so yeah, what could I do to rile up some woke niggas today? Like, this nigga, he turned to the book of revelations. Like in the last days, the what is it like the synagogue of Satan will be <laughs> they'll claim to be the Jews, but it's really the church of Satan. He, he pointed to that scripture and shit. Yeah, like <laughs> shout out to Kanye. Yeah, so uh yeah, sh- shout out to Kanye, and I, I hope he gets better soon. So back to little baby. Um what the fuck is the name of this album? Because the last one is called My Turn. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like in a minute or something. Or no, that's the single. I only got to track three. I listened to the whole album. All right, it's so yeah, it, this one's called It's Only Me. And the cover is him with uh, it's it, four different faces of him on Mount Rushmore. That is um, a mass level of narcissism, don't you think? 
No, I mean the last album he said it's my turn, and now he's saying it's only me. He's he's telling you who he is. Like the the <laughs> rap game is his. That, that's that's what he's telling you. I I, that's I fuck with it because like, he came on there on the first song, real spill. He's talking all that rich nigga shit. Like yo, yeah. like I was on this shit. Now I'm not. And I'm rich, and the bends keep getting bigger, and then this. And the bitch got a fat ass and my kids is taken care of. I fucked with all that shit. I was like, I might like little baby a little bit. But <laughs> after the third track, after the third track, I just got a little bored. And I was like, all right, yeah. all right I, I see what you're doing, bro. You, you this ran album, out of steam. This album is very laborious. He makes the same song uh, <laughs> over and over again. I, I think like my best analogy for somebody like little baby is kind of like, and, and it's not even really a good analogy because Shaquille O'Neal is an all-time great player. But like he was really good in the '90s, and he wound up being like great in the early 2000s because there was really no other all-time great center around that time period. Like that's kind of where we see it. like somebody like a little baby. Like he's just born in in the right era where he can kind of pop and be like the only nigga that does what he does in his lane. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's ex- that's like without sounding like a hater. That's exactly what it is. It's like because this shit is not that good. No, it's just. It's kind of dry right now. I like, I like, like it though, because the like, people that I like, like all the street niggas that make the dope shit, they don't know how to make hits. Like the the niggas that know how to make hits, they don't know how to make good B B sides. Yeah, and we just have lost the person that can do both. Where in the early two thousands, we grew up on people that could do both. Now, nowadays, no, there's very few people that can do both. This album is box line approved though, because it'll get you pumped. It's just like as like we said, it's just very boring. It's laborious. He makes the same song over and over again, but it, it's it's some bangers on here. Well, yeah, I, I think that's what music is now. Like, because they know this when they're making it, they're like, people are gonna listen to this while they're doing some some bullshit. Yeah. So let me do something that's gonna give them rhythm while they're getting through the bullshit, like whether it's a workout or at a commute or whatever. And you're not going to want to turn it off. Like it, it's, that's what the Migos album was last week. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just <laughs> yeah. there. It's just, it's just music. It's just yeah. hip hop 2022. That's exactly what they made. That's exactly what little baby just made. It's like, that's all it is. You know, but if the nigga think he pushing the culture for shout out to him, I mean, he got a couple bars. I ain't going to say he don't, but right. Cause um, it's, I just uh, twenty three tracks of this. Hell no, no never, no, no. N- never will like never will I sit through twenty three tracks of little little baby. Never. I skimmed a lot. Yeah, I, I skipped a lot of, and like it's kind of similar to like the album My Turn, where it's like I like what I like off of that album, but you know, like you said, when it comes to the B sides, it's like meh. Yeah, because no, nobody's trying to make an album anymore. Like right, there's, exactly. There, there's been like five rap albums that came out this year. They all happen to be great. But there's like five people that decided to make albums. Everybody else just put out, oh, this was a, this was on the hard drive. We got to clean the hard drive out real quick. Yeah, because this is basically uh, like we said the same thing about the Megan Thee Stallion. Like, you know, another two-dimensional character <laughs> come in, do their thing, and, and they go back to the crib. Like, that's that's pretty much it. Nice yeah, little snack. You know, I, I listen to G Herbo. G Herbo put out Survivor's Remorse side A last week. And then this week he put out side B. I just got done listening to side A and it's, it's what you expect. Like, Oh yeah. Like I was in the trenches. Now I'm not in the trenches. Now I'm rich. And these labels got to cut me a check. And uh, you know, I take care of my kids. 
I'm like, I don't need a B side of that, bro. Like, I get it. Like, you know, your beat selection is good. Your rapping ability is getting better. But do I need 24 tracks of it? Nah. Like, I was good with side A. I was probably, like, I'm going to bump a couple songs from side A. Like, but it's it's not necessary to give me side B. But we know in the streaming area, you got to. Because that's how you stay at the top of the streaming shit. It's just, you got to, it's about volume nowadays. Everybody's a volume shooter. That's why everybody in the NBA is shooting from beyond three. It's just, yo, just yeah. put enough threes up. Uh, enough of them is going to go in that we're going to win the game. Like, <clears> we, <throat> we don't have to be good at basketball anymore. That, that's It's like the nuance of certain things, like developing that skill. Like, I think that's why motherfuckers worship Kobe Bryant so much. It's like, you know, like he uh, was, he kind of mastered a lot of aspects of the game, like the mid-range, the post-up. Like, he wasn't just a face-up guy that dribble, dribble, dribble and dunk on you. So it's like we're losing that aspect of a lot of the things that like and and almost all aspects of society. It's like like yeah. niggas just wanna like you said, like and everything, niggas just wanna shoot threes. It's like, you know, even like people in their relationships, they just wanna fuck hoes. It's like, you know, hoes wanna be hoes. It's like <laughs> this shit is descending into <laughs> chaos. Like it's just niggas robbing, killing, and bitches selling pussy. That's all we have nowadays. <laughs> This shit is all fucked up. <laughs> I don't really have anything to add to that. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's... Hey, in, in the great words of Frank Ocean, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> so I definitely say that shit every week on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have that drop. That's man. bad with, with, with like the little baby review is it's all downhill from here. I, the funny thing is I like the album and I like little baby, but it's just like... Like it's said, aggressively I, everybody's shit is aggressively mid nowadays. Yes. That that's all that it is. It's like the TV shows, the movies, the music. It, I try to like a lot of this shit. Yeah. I really do. And and like I said, this was like when when he when he came on on that first track, he had some energy. You know, you know, I, I like everybody's making a dope intro nowadays. That's what I realized yeah. too. It's he like niggas know when they got a dope intro, so they make it the intro. But it it always just peters out. And I kind of blame Meek for this. I think Meek, <laughs> Meek did that Dreams and Nightmares intro so well. And the rest of that album is kind of trash. And people realize it's like, oh, shit. If I make a dope intro, I can fill this shit up with 12 tracks of, you know, 89 Octane. And it won't matter because everybody's going to listen to the first track. I, I think I think that's what it is too. Because yeah, it's, it's so it's way too many albums where the intro is dope, and I'm like, yo, what happened to this shit? Yeah, no, I definitely want, don't want to come on this week and and uh, you know every week and just sound like super negative and bring people down. But you know, <laughs> this is what I'm living in, man. Like it's like you know the, the hip hop I grew up off of is not the same. But I like a lot of these young guys what they do. Well, yeah, because like eventually, oh, well, I already am old head with what's in my <laughs> rotation. Because I'm not gonna get on here and tell y'all about how great the Cormega album is, even though it is great. And if you want to listen to some real hip hop that's about something, that's what you should be listening to right now. The realness too is out now, but hey, that, that that's what it is in 2022. Like you gotta listen to niggas over 40. All the best rappers are over 40. <laughs> It's it like I've been getting into more two chains recently. Two chains is is very underrated. 
Like, and Steve's been telling me this since since he saw him at the Howard homecoming, and I'm just yeah. now starting to realize it. Two chains is underrated. I was listening to French Montana this morning. I don't know why I didn't like French Montana before. But French Montana kind of got some shit. It's like all the best rappers are over 40. Like, you got to experience some shit. Like, I can't yeah. keep listening to these kids because all the kids know is, like you said, fucking the ops bitch and then killing the op. Like, <laughs> like if you kill the op, he's not going to know that you fucked his bitch. So, like, pick you got to pick one. Can't do both. Well, no, but I think that was a push of T lie. He said um something about when he died, who gonna fuck his bitch the best or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you know, Nick niggas got dope intros. I, I guess that's all I could ask for that day. Just make a dope intro for me. I, I can yeah. rock with that. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to little baby though. Yeah, yes, that's the future of hip hop right there. So the last thing on the little baby album, he was on there dissing academics. Um, and everybody is like hates academics for some reason. Um, well, I'm not gonna say for some reason. I, I get why people don't like academics. He's he's a cornball that says a lot of outlandish shit and tries to hide behind the computer. But um I just find it funny that he continues to be a voice in hip hop. It's like, who, who is empowering this dude to like that people still care what he has to say? Cause I don't follow any of his content or, or like his posts or look at any of his posts or some shit, but it seems like rappers like Lil Baby and Gibbs and, um, I think it was like Vince, Vic Mensa in the past and all these different people have, have had problems with him. So like, what is it about academics? Yeah, I guess he's just a massive troll. Um, I, I think it's interesting though. He should probably start telling his stories on his podcast about how he got his ass whooped. Like his shit might shoot up to like you know millions of views. I know people like the clip that we did when I got my ass whooped. So did somebody beat academics up? I don't know. I'm sure like he's gotten his ass beat though. Do you think he can fight? <laughs> do you think he can? That be some shit. If he got the heads though. Like, do you think he got the heads? I, I would no, no, I don't. No, <laughs> like I, I was gonna try to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was like, no, like, yeah. like, cause a, a video like was online of him yesterday. You'd argue with a chick, and I, I'm gonna take it off academics in a second because this is the best ac- academics podcast. Um, he, he was arguing with a chick, and he's like yelling at her, like, cause she was arguing with another chick in the mall, yelling, "I'm the prize! I'm the prize!" And I found that interesting, you know, from a relationship standpoint that, you know, we, we've talked previously about it being that bad out here, um, that there's some sort of chasm in between the modern man and the modern woman. And now we're just seeing another example of this where I think in that scenario, academics, you know, he's taking the chick shopping He's saying like, look, I didn't shop. I didn't take you shopping and got you all of the shit that the rappers rap about. Like, why Why am I not getting the respect? Like, I put the chain on. Like, I have the how to be a rapper starter kit. Like, <laughs> this, this is supposed to be, yeah. bitch, be quiet and listen. But it's not. But I'm not getting that. And he was frustrated. So is it just that, like, lame is lame, like, no yeah. matter what? Like and and you know people just recognize that is is that is that what the issue is here? Yeah, yeah. Because Iceberg Slim would just say, "Bitch, I love it when a prize leaves me." (laughs) (laughs) 
I might say this once a week too. It's like what Dom say. You can buy cars, big chains, and, and have checks. You'll never get no respect. Yeah, that that that's that, that's what it has to be with this dude because it's like, it's like you know you you get disrespected, but he also doesn't give respect. So yeah, you, that's you, you the gotta, biggest thing I think. You, you have to give respect because the reason why I don't follow his stuff is because academics isn't a street guy. Just no. like I'm not a street guy. So when we talk about Sue Surf or whatever. I'm not going to get on here and talk about the street side of it because I have no idea. Like, I've never slid on the ops or none of that shit. Like, you can't have a YouTube channel dedicated to niggas killing each other in Chicago and you're yeah. not from Chicago. Like, that's nasty. Um, and then, but but that's what that industry is. It's all about, you know, just doing whatever to get the check. So that's probably why academics is so prominent in it because he's down with that program. So he he's going to get those looks from the complexes and places like that. So shout out to him. But yeah. you see, you know, like, I, I just hope he got security because one of these rap niggas is going to hurt you. <laughs> like, like you, it's only been so many niggas that you can let threaten you before you hire security. So um, you, you might not want to be out there, you know, tussling with your bitch with little babies on the hunt. Yeah. I mean, like, shit, one of these bras might hurt him. It's like... Like, like bronze is different. I always tell like females, like, like, go, go get you a gun. Nigga like that start tripping, give him a little flesh wound. No, no, don't listen to Steve. <laughs> G- guns are for killing. Do not, do not fucking shoot. We don't shoot to wound. You take this shit out of his life or what, death. What, like, oh, th- th- that's what a gun is for. What man say on, uh, <laughs> what does L say on the American Gangsters? Oh, that's just a little flesh wound. He'd be all right. Yeah, this, this isn't a movie. Like, you bought that shit. Yeah, you, you like see you out here misleading the children again. Don't listen to Steve. Guns are not toys. Guns are only to be used in life or death situations. That's it. It was a movie, or or, or for sport. Like, but you know, g- giving a nigga a flesh wound is not sport. It was it was a movie inspired by a true story. Yeah, inspired by <laughs> the, the nigga shot a nigga in broad daylight and then left the tip jar next to his head. You think he did? Like nobody's that gangster. That was insane. Nobody, nobody's that gangster. That is insane. And, 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 and you got to remember, anytime they make a movie about you, it's like you got to be a snitch. So, like you know, snitches aren't reliable narrators. Like Frank Lucas is a snitch. Yeah. So, would, like, of, of just... course they go make. It, oh yeah, I was the nigga in the streets. Yeah, like all of them niggas was snitching. Like that BET show, American Gangster, every nigga snitched. Nikki Barnes, all like none of them motherfuckers was thorough. Yeah, like well, the biggest the biggest gangsters, uh, you either never hear about them or they got killed or they're they're yeah. under the jail. Like that, those are the options. <laughs> they don't make movies about the biggest gangsters. And then they like the shit I don't like is niggas be trying to fucking justify. It. It's like yeah, you know they. It was take care of home, so you know I said fuck it. I'm just going to like no, you don't have no fucking honor. That that's why I stay on the sidewalk because yeah, I, yeah. I I don't involve myself in that type of shit. I don't want to have to like I feel like I'm a pretty honorable and upstanding dude, but yeah. I don't want to be in a situation where I have to decide between my family and doing twenty years for my niggas. Like yeah. like I I just don't want to be in that situation. So I think, like, you know, we haven't wrapped up yet, but we've already established none of the niggas have any honor, none of the women have any honor. It's niggas snitching and it's bitches selling pussy. 
Well, <laughs> we're supposed to be the exception to the rule, so I, I'm sure there's a couple bitches that sell them pussy out there. Like, and, and I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna find you. I'm looking. Um, slide, slide in my DM. The DMs are open. DM dumpster diving. No, no more DM dumpster diving. No more DM dumpster diving. I, 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 I've been down that road, but the but the DMs. The DMs are open. We we taking applications. No snow bunnies. It is not that type of party. Must be natural hair. Everything on you got to be natural. If the hair fake, if the breasts fake, if the nails fake, if the eyebrows is fake, don't send the resume. And you must be open to plural marriage because there will be two of you. King Kong doubles up on everything. See, but I don't I don't like the fact that it's like you only limit yourself to a small group of people. It's like the world is biggest shit out here. So you only gonna say it has to be a good woman out of this specific subgroup. Like oh, now, well, see, now that part, like the whole, you know, snow like snow bunnies need not apply. I don't agree with that. Snow yeah, bunnies can like, apply for like, you know, you can submit your wifey resume, snow bunny. Like, you know, you might have to go through a little extra vetting, but but we, we we might be able to get you through. But um, I agree with what he's saying. No, like he, he got to say, like, you know, don't come with me with all the bird claws right. and the fucking war paint and all that. I ain't in all that. It's not that type of party, you know, because like you said, Steve, there are slim pickings. So you, pro- you probably can't afford to to whittle it down too much, Umar. Like, because I, I know Umar is real big on the, you know, no race mixing and all that, but race is a man-made concept. I don't believe in that shit. So you know, snow buddies can apply. Like, like the ra- the color race is like that's like a corporate designation. That's not like like real race. Dog, race isn't real. Like they, they every real. time they do a census, they add more categories to to white because the numbers are dwindling. Right. It's it's, it's like how, how weren't you white ten years ago? Now you're white now. <laughs> Yeah. Like race isn't real. They just make the shit up. It, it's whatever they want it to be. It's yeah, not real. Be, We're all just I, people. That's all. I might I might be a little white. <laughs> I guess that's why the homie said he your uncle Tom. Like, is that what <laughs> that what did he do a census? Like oh, oh so, so it, it was like a triple entendre. Don't even ask him how. <laughs> he might be a genius. We might want that nigga an apology. All right. <laughs> I'm open-minded, so I, yeah. like if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like I like I'll be wrong. It's like is Dage Loaf really German? Like we might owe these rappers an apology. Yeah, if they could come on here and explain it and you know do the math, like yeah. you know, like yeah, we we, we yeah. Can, we'll we'll apologize. I have no problem retracting any and everything I say on this podcast. I don't give a fuck. So I I, I think it's time. It, it's time. My favorite my favorite part of the podcast. Just a fucking animal. Bark like a dog. Come on. We ain't nothing but mammals. What kind of animal smokes marijuana at his own confirmation? Bring out the animal. So this week in animal behavior, we go to the world of politics where a New York congressional candidate um, did a porn video and he posted on Pornhub. And he's running on a platform of uh, sexual freedom. He wants to decriminalize and legalize sex work. Um, and uh, he wants to, like, you know, clearly define consent and all of that. And uh, he's, he's just trying to express that 
I guess, to the voters. Now, in the video, they said that I didn't watch it, but it says that he didn't ask anybody. He didn't say anybody should vote for him or anything like that um, in the video. But I guess this is kind of going back to like that twerking senator where I think the these new political candidates are just trying to show you like, hey, I'm just like you guys. Like I get my dick wet, too. Like, is is that what politics has come to? Because I know there's an election coming up in the in this country. I don't fucking vote, and I'm not voting. Don't ask me if I'm a vote. But uh, is is this what it's come to? It's interesting because we did a uh, we reported on that uh, twerking senator early in the year. I found the article. I found the article interesting because this man said that he's an introvert, but you know, <laughs> he's deciding to put out a, a video on Pornhub. I think it's gotten quite a minute, uh, quite a few views too. So. Um, I, I guess I, I also like like little sidebar. People don't yeah. know what words mean anymore. If you're you an introvert, you're not fucking on the internet. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, That's what he, said. he said that I didn't say it. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I, I'm just, I just need to put that out there. Like we, we have yeah. to start defining words correctly. Like See, no, I think it's that, not what that, introverts do. That is the aspect of politics, though. Like that misdirection of, you know. Like that's kind of how politicians do, right? They say something and then they they kind of misdirect it and they kind of make you believe something else. It's kind of like a aspect of magic, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, it's it's deception. <laughs> it's it's just deception. It's confusion. It's chaos. It's just yeah. you know just saying shit to get the people going. Um, this. They said he's also running on a platform where he believes men should not be required to support biological children without a prior agreement and fairly cut and regressively attack child support alongside um, relatively progressive stances on abortion. So, like, this nigga's all over the place. That's an interesting concept, though, because you think about it, it's like, you know... There is no, you know, everybody says give it to the patriarchy. And then, you know, at the end of the day, your kids aren't really yours anyway. So it, I think it's more or less kind of breaks down more of the corporate designation, kind of making like more of the family unit even more corporate. So I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that one. That's that's a strange one. This, this is exact <laughs> shit why I wouldn't vote for these people, because yeah. it's like there's very I've heard very few politicians in my entire life that have said anything that I cared about. Right. Like, because I only care about a couple things. Shit, I care about taxes and guns and the food supply, shit like that. Like, and none of them talk about that. None of them talk about how the USDA is just allowed to label whatever the fuck they want on stuff. How, you know, the supermarket, they're allowed to lie, lie to you about food and what you're putting in your body and all of that type of shit. And all the medicines and shit like that, that, you know, shit isn't regulated properly. Nobody runs on any of those platforms, so until they do, like, I, like I don't give a fuck if these bitches can sell their pussy or not. Like, that, that's a ridiculous thing to be like to be asking me to vote about. Like, but like bitches are gonna sell their pussy whether you say it's legal or not. Like, so right. what does it matter? And that's the thing I don't understand. It's like you know, why isn't why is it illegal anyway? It's like you got OnlyFans, you got Pornhub. It's like. But it, I think Family Guy did a, a bit on that on the show where it's like, you know, oh, you're going to jail, you're paying that woman to have sex. It's like, no, it's a camera right there. Like, we're making a, a porno. <laughs> so, like, the laws are, are pretty silly at this point anyway. It's just kind of like the veneer of, like, 
It's know, because prison is one of the largest industries in this country. Right. And if we stopped locking people up for bullshit, a <laughs> lot of people would be out of work. That like that that that's all it is. That's why the gun laws change oh like every state and you know you can you can smoke weed while you're in one state and fly to a state where you you're allowed to smoke weed but you can't take weed with you on the plane but you can take liquor on the plane like it's just fucking stupid like they they just need dumb shit to lock people up because if they didn't you know you wouldn't have tsa workers you wouldn't have the little lady that has to sign you in when you go to visit a jail it'd be a lot of motherfuckers without work so it's like they gotta keep they gotta funnel you into jail somehow yeah it's kind of like, you know, when you meet a chick and she's like an HR worker or HR department, it's like, oh. <laughs> it's, it's like, why do we need, like, we, we need people yeah. to tell us how to talk to other people? Like, I, I'm not gonna like, lie. Why is like, that a thing? I am the nigga that goes to HR real quick. Like, I go full care at these jobs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Steve, go in there and sweep up. I'm like, HR, niggas. HR, niggas. Like, are you talking to me? Exactly. me my supervisor gave me something to do. I don't like yeah. that. What, what, my, what my man Beetlejuice say? He's like, you're making me feel bad. <laughs> Wait, is that Beetlejuice from Howard Stern? Yeah, he said, you're making me feel bad. <laughs> so I'll be on now, I'm not sure. Are we allowed to laugh? Are we laughing at Beetlejuice or with Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice is hilarious. How, like, what does it matter? Like, he's put himself out there. Like, I think we're allowed to laugh. Like, he's doing it to laugh. You know, that like shit. I, I gotta know what category you're in before I start laughing. That shit is too funny not to fucking laugh. You making me feel bad. Like, <laughs> like that shit funny as shit. <laughs> making me feel bad. Oh man, stop this, doing this... that. That's how I'm here. Supervisor come talking to me. Crazy. You making me feel bad? What HR? Nigga. <laughs> So I, I think that's what we've come down yeah. to then. Like, that's all that society is nowadays. People just want to feel good, like, with, with everything they're doing. Like, yeah. you know, they, they want to do hood rat shit with their hood rat friends. Yeah. You know, you know, n- niggas just want to fuck hoes. Hoes just want to sell pussy. Yeah. And Beetlejuice just wants to feel good. Yeah, no no more honor. Yeah, I'm, honor I'm, I'm satisfied with those conclusions. I, I think we all learned a lot. Yeah. And and if you didn't learn anything this week, I hope you at least got a couple laughs out of it. Well, why don't you uh, why don't you end on something positive and shit like that? Would you say fuck all that? What Steve said, like, how's it go? Oh, oh yeah, positive. <laughs> um, said so fuck all that. Steve yeah, I mean, say. you know, I I was listening to uh, I was listening to Jaheem this week. Like, they gotta bring back them little songs. Like, I know I can. Be what I want to be. Cause like he had the little song, he was like, keep your H E A D U P. That shit put a little smile on my face this week. So go check, go check that shit out. Go listen to some Jaheem. I'm sure he needs the streams. Well, yeah, that nigga also said, put that woman first. And you see what he looking like now. So (laughs) (laughs) see, I tried to add on a positive note, but you like to keep pulling the shit left. So that's all you at this point. People out there, you see what I'm dealing with. You just got to deal with the people giving you bullshit in your life, too. And we'll be back next week for an all-new episode of The Last Men Potter. Now he may look the same since he started putting that woman first. Like. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happened to this nigga here? <laughs> <laughs>